are listening to the Careers for You podcast, the podcast aimed at Bournemouth University students and graduates. Each episode, we talk to employers, alumni and professionals all about their career journey, what employers are looking for and help you explore the opportunities that are available to you. Hello and welcome to this episode. I'm your host, Amanda Fripp, Careers Advisor at BU. In today's episode, I'm joined by Michelle Donnelly-Quinn, a fellow Careers Advisor in the Careers BU team. We chat about applying to work when you have a disability or long-term health condition and talk about disclosure, the support you should be getting from employers, as well as the various support on offer at BU and through other external organisations. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for coming on to the podcast today. Can you just introduce yourself and your role at Bournemouth University, please? Yes. Hi, Amanda. My name is Michelle. I'm a career advisor um, at the university. I'm currently linked to the SciTech faculty. Um, but um, every careers advisor at the university has a lead area, and my lead area is supporting students who have a disability or a long-term health condition. I'll just let you know, Amanda, I'm not an expert on any disability or long-term health condition, but I am there really just to support the students and to guide them you know, on their careers while they're at university, but also um, moreover, when they leave university, they have use of the um, My Career Hub for three years, or they can um, currently use the Careers um, Advisor service for the life of their career. So um, we just basically give you know information, advice, and guidance around you know careers and learning, as well as we offer you know information to other services and organisations that can course, uh, support students during their career journey. And I'm specifically going to be working on that, um, especially with students, as I said before, with disabilities or long-term health conditions. Brilliant, thank you. So, so yeah, so I thought it'd be really great to get you onto the episode today to talk more about um, disability, disclosure in the workplace, because it's something that obviously can play on um, students and graduates' mind. So we're going to talk about the sort of support we can get, they can get at Bournemouth University um, and, and a little bit about, you know, that process of disclosure. So let's start at the beginning then. What is the definition of a disability? Okay, Amanda. So first of all, I should have said thanks for having me on today. I think this is a really um, important topic. So um, the definition of a disability is basically a physical, mental, intellectual or sensory difference, condition or impairment that may impact the student's full participation and inclusion in society on an equal basis to others. It doesn't actually have to be a diagnosed medical condition but it still needs to have an impact um, on the student's ability to carry out normal day-to-day activities, usually over a period of 12 months or more. Um, Really, all disabilities and long-term health conditions are better defined in the Equality Act 2010, and that can be uh, found online. And some are hidden disabilities, aren't they? So they can't always be visually seen by other people. Exactly. So we have visible and non-visible. Okay. So when it comes to students and graduates applying for jobs, what are some of the common concerns that they have about disclosing their disability? Yeah, so when students, um, you know, speak to us, uh, things that they worry about is that maybe their application will get disregarded. Um, They won't even get an opportunity for an interview. They often worry that the employer will treat them unfairly because of a disability or a health condition. You know, people do worry that maybe the employer will confuse their um, challenges with intellectual disabilities. 
and they worry that if they disclose a disability or a health condition to the employer that maybe word will get out and all the co-workers will find out about it they may worry that they don't get trust to take on you know important projects or that they could um you know get passed um over for a promotion or a pay rise for example yeah so so some of these you know are real concerns that they have um and that may be a reason why they don't want to disclose yeah um but obviously that as we'll we'll talk about it there's actually real benefits often of disclosing their disability but does an applicant legally yeah. have to disclose a disability when they're applying for a job? No, um, nobody needs to tell an employer or a potential employer that they have a disability or a long term health condition. It's actually entirely up to the applicant and it's actually entirely up to the applicant if they do want to uh, disclose they have a disability or health condition when they want to do that. It does not have to be at application uh, stage. Um, but when they do, if they do that at application stage, the employer then has a legal responsibility to support them. Um, and they should do everything that they reasonably can to create an environment and a recruitment process um, where the people feel safe and comfortable to talk about, you know, a disability. Um, really, someone should talk to their, you know, potential employer if they feel that they need support. Um, and especially at, if you're going to do it at application stage, it would be if you need support at the interview stage. Um, when someone tells the employer that they have a disability or a long term health condition, then the employer, as I said before, has that legal responsibility to support them making like reasonable adjustments if they need to have maybe interview questions beforehand because they need time to consider their answers, if they need um, more accessibility in the interview. Um, and it's really up to the person, as I said, for them to decide when to tell their employer. But as I said, if it is an application stage, it will only be relative to interview support at that stage. Um, if you were on the interview and the employer asked about support, it would only be if they were going to offer you the job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to make people aware as well, um, Amanda, that there is a guaranteed interview scheme. And what that means is quite often on an application form, candidate can tick a box under the disability confidence section. And that means that the employer really is going to guarantee if they meet the minimum criteria that they will guarantee them an interview for the job. They will not guarantee them the job, but they will guarantee them an interview. And this is something that some employers take part in, don't they? They're, they're disability-confident yeah. employers, aren't they? So it's a specific um, kind of scheme that they take part in. And if that box is there, it's really worth, if someone's got a disability, it's really worth ticking that box, isn't it? It really is, because the employer is um, basically reassuring the, the candidate that they are confident in dealing with their disability. Um, like at the moment, there's like um, more than 19,000 employers um, signed up to the Disability Confidence Scheme. So it's something that um, I would you know, advise students and candidates applying for roles to consider those employers 
because they are more sort of um, informed about disabilities, more sort of likely to, you know, want people with disabilities or health conditions to succeed in interview and in getting the job, really. So you kind of touched on some of those benefits of disclosing a disability already, but in terms of the disability confidence, yes, but what, else, what other benefits are there for someone to disclose their disability? Well, yeah, you know, obviously we mentioned before about getting, you know, adjustments. So getting adjustments it can be things like, as I said before, you're getting maybe a more accessible venue or adaptive furniture or getting communication support or extra uh, time to answer questions. But there are so many other things that really are beneficial about um, being open or disclosing a disability. You have control over what information that you give to the employer. So it is your first opportunity to present your disability positively to the employer. You know, you can talk about how you manage your disability on a day to day basis, and that actually will have enabled you to develop skills and strengths that are totally unique to you. You know, you can really bring upon these, especially in a competency based um, interview where they may ask you, give me an example of how you've dealt with ABC, for example. Your disability, it is a part of who you are. And it is really rather trying to cover it up, be open about it, you know, be positive, present your talents and your abilities, because all those things are really important. Those are things um, you're going to be able to demonstrate skills that employers are looking for. And it's really important to really sell yourself to that employer and about the sort of things that you can bring mm. to that sort of organisation. I think as well, it's really important for people to know that they can claim like a, a grant called Access to Work which actually provides personalised support to the applicant or the candidate if they get accepted for that job. You know, there's no set amount for the grant. It will depend on your own sort of personal circumstances. The Disability Rights UK website, there is like an eligibility letter that will you can bring to an employer and that will inform the employer then about access to work and how they can go about, you know, supporting you with that grant. So there are lots of positives about sort of disclosing your disability and getting the sort of support that you need. And that access to work grant, that can pay for what, like equipment? Yeah, uh, it can even pay for travel and various things like that. But yes, it can pay for equipment. Um, we have to be, uh, when we talk about, you know, reasonable adjustments and things, we have to be reasonable. <laughs> um, it will be things that you really need. But yeah, you know, if you need a specific, um, maybe a chair or you need um specific uh, equipment to do your job, traveling to and from work, accessibility into a workplace, all those sort of things are covered on access to work. And again, you know, you can find information about that on the gov.uk website or on Disability Rights UK. There's quite a lot of, I find, um, no jargon information on there, which is really useful. Brilliant. That's really great. So how can students and grads with disabilities effectively communicate their skills, their qualifications, their abilities to employers without feeling defined solely by their disability? You know, that's a difficult one, isn't it? You know, because a lot of people do feel they're going to be defined by their uh, disability. And I'm sure it's going to be a concern to people who have disabilities or health conditions. I think, you know, really, it is important to tell the employer only what is relevant. You know, they don't need to know everything about your disability, just what's relevant to you and the job. I think, you know, they only there's only a certain things that they need to know. Um, and I suppose one of the good ways of doing that is think about it. If you've been uh, doing work experience before or you've been at university, what actually have you needed to help you? 
at university? What have you needed to help you during your work experience? There is actually a really good uh, document from uh, the government website, gov.uk. It's a health adjustment passport. It's quite a recent document that's just come out and anyone can use it and fill it in. It is confidential, but it may help you when you're going for um, interviews or going for a job to sort of help, uh, sort of like a reflection uh, document where you can look and see what's helped you in the past and that may help you when you're talking to um, employers. As I said before, you don't need to go into details, um, only share what's relevant and don't use complicated medical terminology. The employers themselves or the recruiters will not be experts likely either. Moving on from that, I think we sort of touched on it in the last question, you know, just identify your strengths that you've gained. You know, you want to stand out as an exceptional applicant like everyone else wants to do. So now's your chance to sort of sell those strengths. Make it work for you. Make your disability and your health condition uh, work for you. How have you managed it in your personal experiences? You know, be able to reflect on those and those skills that you've developed. Things, uh, skills that university students have um, mentioned to me that they've developed with having a disability or health condition are things like flexibility, adaptability, time management, organisational skills, being able to cope under pressure, innovation, all those things that they've been able to develop with having to manage either a disability, long-term health condition, studies, extracurricular activities, all those things that they've had to manage can come across as really positive to an employer. So it's important to talk about them positively. No, that's really great. And they're the expert in their own disability, aren't they? So they're the perfect person to articulate their, their support needs, um, any requirements, you know, their strengths, you know, that's, if you're the expert, you can exactly. talk, you know, hopefully talk about that. But obviously, that's where if students or graduates are finding it difficult to, to understand how to articulate it, they can come exactly. to a careers appointment to help think that through. Exactly. And that sort of reflection then, hopefully as a, as a career advisor, we could help them reflect on how they've been managing everything so far at whatever stage they are in their career journey. And hopefully that will give them some ideas of things they can talk to employers about. So and that health adjustment passport looks really good. And what I will do is I'll um, put some, a link to that in the notes with the podcast episode. So uh, if anyone is listening and they want to find where that is, um, you can you can see that into the notes. Yeah, it's really good. They did a trial run um, at a couple of universities with it um, and they had um, quite good feedback by the sounds of it. I've seen a lot of charities and organisations um, that provide support for people with disabilities and long-term health conditions. So can you talk a little bit about that, those, those types of organisations or support systems that can help individuals or students or graduates when applying for work? Yes, of course. There are lots of them um, and I wouldn't have time today to go through all of them. But some of the ones that we've been using at the university are, for example, AAA, which is Ambitious About Autism. And that is a national charity for autistic children and young people. They have a fantastic website. You can go on there. They talk about employment and various employers that are really, again, disability confident and keen to recruit autistic people. My Plus Students Club, I personally think it's a great website. It offers advice, support, information for young adults who are studying or have just graduated as they pursue their career. 
We have a huge amount of resources on there. Again, things that we've touched on today about being open or disclosing a disability, the times that you could disclose it, what you could ask for as a reasonable adjustment. They also have lots of webinars with employers and disability confident employers, so really good website. All these are free to use. And then Change 100 is a flagship programme for Leonard Cheshire. Um, it's for students, again, with disabilities or long-term health conditions. And they offer actual uh, paid summer work placements, um, professional development and mentoring with a lot of big employers in the UK. It's definitely worth looking at. There's a process to go through, but the fact is they will pay your um, travel and accommodation costs. So really good opportunities. And there's many more, Amanda, um, you know, AbilityNet, Employability, Scope, ACAS, lots of them out there to uh, support students, as we said, with disabilities and long-term health conditions. Brilliant. And in terms of, I know there's resources, which you'll talk about in a minute, which, which lists some of those as well. In terms of Bournemouth University, what support do they provide for students and graduates with disabilities and long-term health conditions? Uh, we have a lot of support as well. Um, I'm proud to say that actually, because we have, um, as I mentioned originally uh, or previously in a question, we have obviously that three-year My Career Hub um, access for uh, graduates when they finish. Obviously, students, uh, current students can use that. And then we have lifetime career support with a careers advisor or My Career Hub. Um, we have um, under our Z, A to Z, which I think is the easiest way of finding it, we have a whole page dedicated to disability and inclusion. And on there, you're right, we talk about all these organisations that I've mentioned today, and we've created our own fact sheets and webinar recordings that people can access all about various different things from being open or disclosing your disability to, again, reasonable adjustments, all those sort of things. We actually have as well on that page in the top right hand corner an accessibility tool so anyone who needs to need support navigating the site they can use that tool you can also turn on specialist accessibility profiles for um, dyslexia blindness epilepsy adhd various things like that as you mentioned we have one-to-one -one careers advice with the ca all students can book into that and again, all students, students with disabilities and long-term health conditions can get support with CVs, applications, covering letters, and basically if they want to discuss with us about disclosure as well. Our student union, SUBU, has a campaign, the Disabilities Accessibility and Neurodiverse uh, Network. We're just waiting for someone to be nominated uh, as a president of that. Students can uh, use um, our ALS team, which is additional learning support coordinators. And again, they can get support in one-to-one -one learning, ask for extra time in exams, or even help apply for the DSA, which is the Disability Support Alliance, which they can access when they're studying. And well-being support, you know, as we said before, not all disabilities are visible. Well-being support is there to support students with, as I said, disabilities, long-term health conditions, all students with their own personal sort of like um, needs that they have. And we have like a retreat 
which is a drop-in that they can drop into if they want to speak to someone. We have Achieve BU, which uh, students can be referred to for any sort of mental health issues or any problems that they're having, not just external to the university, but actually during university as well. And all students have access to the Student Assistance uh, 24-hour programme. So there is lots of support for students and those especially with uh, disabilities and long-term health conditions. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. So yeah, there is so much support for students while they're at university, um, whether it is related to finding work and employment or like you mentioned, mental well-being and studying. So there is that support. Brilliant. Thank you. And I think it's really good just to, you know, what you've talked about today in terms of disclosure, disability, um, and how it's really important for, for students and graduates when they're applying for work is to you know think about their own value. What, what value can they add and think about what they can do for that company? So I think it's really important for students to think about how they disclose their disability and when they want to disclose. And they do need to feel comfortable doing that, don't they? They do, yes. And it's always something if they feel um, comfortable doing that they can do with us as careers advisors. We're happy to do that because... As you just sort of mentioned, Amanda, it's really important that we're there to prepare people for their career. Um, and at the end of the day, things like, you know, how they um, disclose themselves, how they um, go in with the right mindset, all that mental health, well-being, it's all really important in their career as well. So it's important for us to sort of get involved in that slightly and prepare them for the land of work, I suppose. So it's been really useful talking to you about um, disability disclosure, the sort of support. And I think you know it, it can be worrying sometimes for students and graduates to disclose because they do wonder, well, what's the employer going to think or will they be discriminated against? And I think it's important to note that it is actually illegal to discriminate against somebody based on their disability. Um, but also... I think it's important to realise if they if an employer does discriminate on them based on their disability, is that the type of employer you might want to work for anyway? Yeah, that's exactly true. You know, you know, most um, you know, most employers will be very you know open and they'll be happy to chat about it. But you know, there will always be people out there who you know will maybe even indirectly uh, discriminate, even though it's illegal. And if you find that you're going for an interview or you're applying for a job and you're not really getting much sort of feedback from an employer about support that you can access, then you're right. Do you want to work for that employer? Is that alarm bells at the beginning that if you're not going to get support before you work there, are you going to get that support when you're in there? Um, but yes, it is. It is um, against the law, you know, to discriminate Disability uh, Discrimination Act. But as I say, luckily nowadays, uh, most employers are very uh, open um, and are very keen to recruit um, people with disabilities and health conditions. Most employers nowadays see the benefit of having people bring different things to the table. Mm, they do want a diverse work workplace, don't they? Without a doubt, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for taking your time out to talk to me. Um, it's been really, really great. And I hope, you know, students and graduates do find it helpful. So thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you, Amanda. It's been uh, great to sort of talk about this uh, topic and hopefully um, encourage students to come and see us and use our service. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. Please remember to subscribe and follow so you can keep up to date with all new episodes. 